everybody. I'm Nick. And I'm Nick. And we are Nick Squared. Two Nicks for half the price. My luscious voice is, is coming to you from Nick. Um, you can just refer to me as Nick. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, my name um, is Nick. Um, Not to be confused with, with mine. Obviously, mine doesn't have a K in it. You can hear that in the name Nick. Mine, of course, is spelled correctly. And does have a C and a K, which I think you can you can hear the emphasis on the two unnecessary letters in there. Absolutely, absolutely. So all jokes aside, we are both Nick. Uh, I'm I'm Nick the Elder. Um, he is Nick the Smaller. Um, as you know, you can you all can tell by listening to this podcast. Um, but we are just two dorks uh, that want to talk about dorky stuff. And hopefully you like to hear about dorky stuff. Um, and this past year, that uh, I would say, well, not even just the last year. I'd say these last couple months have been really, really insane for dorks. Um, we've got a lot of TV shows, a lot of movies, a lot of video games, a lot of things coming out, a lot of things being canceled. Henry Cavill, no longer part of the Witcher franchise. No. Yeah, you didn't see that? I think I might have heard about it. I didn't know if it was true. It is true. So Henry Cavill um, finished season three. They are releasing season three with him. Okay. They've already replaced him. And who they replaced him with again? Liam's Henworth. Or Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Liam's Henworth is the <laughs> Bizarro Realm version of him. <laughs> I might actually want to watch that. Um, no, they. Uh, I've heard different stories. I'm not gonna, you know, I, I didn't dig too far into it. They haven't released an official statement, as far as I know. Um, I've heard some things where uh, he had disagreements with the producers. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry Cavill is very much wants to stick to the books. Right. Wants to, the, the lure's there. Yeah. The books are there. Um, and I think the producers were wanting to kind of do, hey, it's a show. We're gonna do things a little different, and. Um, I've heard that, but it, it is odd that this comes at the exact same time that uh, Superman is right. On so for he's three back. He's back in as Superman, and I think they're giving him a little control over how he's portrayed. Yes. Um, realistically, the general populace, who are they going to remember? Right, they're going to remember Superman. Superman. Gonna, like, <laughs> would you like to? Would you like to play the most recognizable character? in history absolutely or or this guy that's pretty niche to the nerd community yep so oh, that's a toughie yeah what's the one that's gonna give me a little more money in the end one that's only streaming on netflix yeah. or one that's gonna be theaters everywhere who's gonna watch who's gonna be watching your movie in 50 years yes the superman fans As, absolutely so uh, again could it be could it be um i know that they made a lot of uh of witcher fans upset um, which obviously didn't change, sure, change anything, yeah. <laughs> didn't yeah. affect anything. Um, well, so, we, so we have some good news, we have some sad news with everything. Um, you did finish House of the Dragon, right? Yes, I, couldn't, I wasn't even in control of myself finishing that. That was just, my body wanted that. House of the Dragon, um, coming uh, after the, the huge success of Game of Thrones, except for the last season. I know there's a lot of hurt feelings about that. I personally liked the last season of Game of Thrones. Um, from the mindset of the entire show disappointed me by killing off all my favorite people, <laughs> why should the last season be anything different? Sure, the yeah. Ent- the entire time I'm watching it happen and people are getting upset, my mind's going back to, to Ned Stark, and I'm like, this... This is the most fitting end. I, I shouldn't feel happy at the end of this show. I should feel sad and angry and disappointed. I felt that way every season to some extent. Um, but House of the Dragon, phenomenal, phenomenal show. A um, little dark, and I mean that from a cinematic point of view. They filmed it a little dark. Yeah, it was quite actually candlelit. <laughs> yeah, it was candlelit. A lot of darkness. Um, how did you feel about uh, about the time jumps that we that we got throughout the show? I I liked them after a certain point. I got really attached to to, to um young Rhaenyra. Yes. Um I think that she was just f- phenomenal. Phenomenal in that actress. role. And, and I'm glad we got um Patty Considine, is that how you say his name? Patty Considine played um Viserys. Yes. 
I'm glad we got him through the whole series. Phenomenal. Like, I would have been upset if they would have casted an older version, you know, but because that guy, I mean, that that was acting. That, that was, was... So between him and, uh, and uh, what's Matt's last name? Um, Smith. Smith. Um, oh, Lord, I'm glad they didn't recast him. Oh, my goodness. I, I'll never forget the, uh, the Crab Feeder episode yeah. where he didn't say anything. Just quiet the whole time. Just quiet. Stole the show without dialogue. Yep. Phenomenal acting. Um, I agree 100%. So doing the time jumps, I understood, you know, the, and I think as the show goes on, we're not even going to talk about it anymore because you're talking three to four seasons of what takes place in a very short amount of time. Dance of Dragons is supposed to be very violent. It's supposed to be fire and blood, and it is just nonstop killing. Um, and I get that they wanted us to get there. Um I wanted the original Rhaenyra to get there. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, almost, so, almost like I would wait a few years for the show. Yeah, but no. I, I now listen. I'm not saying that the person that plays older Rhaenyra isn't good. She no. still Phenomenal. sells it hard. Phenomenal. Um, and the older, um, the casting on um, the Green Lady. Oh yeah, um, Allison. Allison, man, the casting of the two. I could they tell could not. They could look tell like an older version yeah. and. Gosh, the, her in the high tower green, she just sells that. Like she is that. Phenomenal. Like, one thing. One thing I really like that they did in Game of Thrones, and they really did in House of the Dragon. And I wish that more series uh, and books and and in uh, and uh, movies, TV shows would kind of touch on this. Um, you know, there's there's clear arguments for either side. Sure. Um, you know, it's no one's coming out of this with their hands clean. Nobody. There's no clear. You know, this is good team, bad team. Right. The arguments could be made for both sides. Um, and I like that. Um, you know, I, I don't feel like they're trying to make you relate to a villain. There is no villain. Right, yeah. I mean... There's, there's no villain. There's no villain. There's no one to root against. No. It's, it's all just you pick who you think has the more reasonable... And now I lean toward, you know, the Targaryen just because I think they're a cooler concept Absolutely. as a whole. I have a Targaryen banner up on my uh, yeah. wall. Uh, they have dragons. They have so. dragons. They're they some of them are fire resistant. I mean, <laughs> that is cooler. That's the class I would start <laughs> off with. Yeah. Um. But no. So I've read I've read Fire and Blood, uh, which is George R. R. Martin's take uh, or his his story of uh, what takes place during the Dance of Dragons. Um, phenomenal read. It's interesting because it's written not from his point of view, but it's written from a maester's point of view. So it's a history book. Yeah. Um, so one, you're getting a very biased opinion of what's going on. Um, it's, you're getting very, you know, this is what this person believed. Um, but you're also getting uh, very little to no dialogue. And you're getting a lot of this second hand. Um, and they'll tell you, hey, you know, you know Mushroom, uh, the court jester saw this, and this is what he said happened. Um, so for instance... Uh, the scene with the crab feeder is about two paragraphs. Wow. And so watching them flush this scene out, um, one, I, I really enjoyed that. And I don't feel like you're taking away from the book. As you know, as a book purist, as most people, the book's better. The book's so much better. Did you read the book? Did you read the source material? Um, and I say that jokingly because I'm that way. Um, there's not a lot of source material. Right. You get you get you know just little bits and pieces, and it's really cool to watch them hit the main things and then go. Okay, there's no dialogue written in this scene, so we can create whatever kind of dialogue we want to create. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, I think the the fact that we have different species of dragons. Yeah, like thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredible. It's not just a copy paste with different colors. These are different looking animals that act different. One of which looks like an actual mountain. Oh my it goodness! Moves. Uh, was it Vagar? <laughs> yeah. Um, watching that that big old big old gal try to get up in the oh, air. Oh man, that was insane! It looked like she was actually like having to. Yeah, having put some to, power behind her wings. Having to struggle, and I, I, we, uh, I'm not going to do any spoilers. I have finished Fire and Blood. I'm not going to tell you what what was supposed to happen, what's going to happen. I, I am very disappointed. I think based on the last reading that I did. They said that the season two of House of the Dragon, which is coming back, um, is projected for the fall or winter of 2024. Mother of God. <laughs> so we have to wait two years. Two years. But I would... As much success as House of the Dragon has after Game of Thrones, which and I don't know how much of, how much of this has a, a part in the fact that we're old now and time is weird and we have kids, um, I feel like Game of Thrones was like last year. It it does feel that way. It, it, it like I, 
I was thinking about how long ago that was, and man, that was the world is different the since wor- Game of Thrones ended. The world is different. It feels um, like I, I watched it last week. Which which brings us into our next talking point. Um, when you really and, and this is going to make us feel really old, and, and hopefully some of our listeners can relate, and everyone's grabbing their back right now. Um, the MCU. Um, when you think about Endgame. How long ago Endgame was, yeah. let alone Iron Man 1, Captain America, First Avenger. Um, I was in high school. I was a little baby uh, when Iron Man came out. Absolutely, absolutely. I, rem- I remember I had just gotten my first job, um, and one of my first paychecks went to us going to go see, I think it was Iron Man 2, actually, um, with me and a group of friends. Um and I, I just I remember the, these things, and I look back on it now, and I'm like, you know, these are 40 movies ago, and 15 TV shows, and cartoons, and yeah. spinoffs, and, and everything else. Um, are you as invested now in the MCU as you were pre-Endgame, right after Endgame? So, so here's my thing, as, as someone that's lived and breathed comic books since I was, you know, six years old. Um... Every time they announce a comic book character that I, I, you know, if I brought up Man-Thing even two months ago. Absolutely. People are like, okay, yeah, okay. What's a Except man other, thing? you know, yeah, other exactly. Nerds. Yeah, other nerds, you know, I, I can talk to you about it, obviously, but. I still remember but now, the, the comic, the giant-sized man thing, when it was yeah. actually the big comic. That was one of my favorite references in comic book, man, was just because it was called giant-sized man thing. Yeah. And I was like, some, somebody sat down at a table with an editor and said, we're going to call this the giant-sized man thing. And somebody said, great idea. Great idea. No one's going to find you. Oh, totally over his head. <laughs> but no, um, I, I, when I, I, I sit here and every time I hear about a new Marvel thing, I'm like, man, you know... Endgame really was a good bookend on that. It really was. And then, um, that Spider-Man movie, No Way Home, no, no, um, Far From Home, the one that came out right after. Yes. That was a good epilogue. That was. You showing had, the you, aftermath of the world and all that. The death of Iron Man, he was still mourning that. Yeah, and it showed what the world was like after the snap. And Absolutely. And I think it showed the world healing good, I, I and I think that was a good epilogue. Everything else after that has been extra to me. Um, it doesn't feel like... It does feel like they're building towards something, but sort of not at the same time. Sure. It's just a lot. It's it's a lot. Um, some things I just wanted... Some ideas I wanted to throw off you and hear what you had to say. One is, you know, when we were going through Iron Man and we were going through everything... We knew what we were building to. Yeah, we, we knew Thanos was coming. You knew we Thanos. Knew. You had whole end credits. You didn't even see the man. Yeah. Or the first time you see his face, and you see that beautiful chiseled chin. <laughs> um, the first time he makes the gauntlet. Like, every episode, every movie, every everything was, what is what is he doing now? And it was building towards him. We know Kang is coming. Yes. If it wasn't for Loki... You wouldn't know what it even looks like, we right? No, we wouldn't know anything about it. Exactly, and, and especially non-comic readers. Absolutely, yes. You know, uh, Kang. Yeah. Like, and no even idea. even now, even non-comic readers now are probably still like, okay, who's this guy? Exactly. How do you think? Going back, we're sitting at the table with Marvel and, and Disney. Endgame happens. It's wonderful success. Do you think? Fans would have been happier, or or I don't know. I'd say happier, but do you think they'd be as pleased, or do you think we, they could have revitalized if instead of saying "What now?" Uh, let's make a Black Widow movie after the death of Black Widow. Um, let's keep making. You know, let's make a Loki show after the death of Loki. Right. Love the characters. Love the actors and actresses. Very attached to them. Um, one, I feel like it kind of lessened their deaths a little bit. A little bit. bit. I, th- I think so, too, yeah. But what do you think that you would have wanted to talk them out of, let's stop continuing the Avengers for right now, let's bring in a whole new crew? That's what I would have done. But let's start with an X-Men, or let's start with well, all new Avengers, Let's different timeline maybe, whole new, let's start right. from the beginning again. Yeah. So that, the thing, though, about that is... These characters became pretty iconic. People came to the theater to see Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. Absolutely, absolutely. It would be pretty tough. I think it'd be pretty tough to to do that again. But 
do you think it could not, and I'm not saying replace him but I don't want Tom Cruise's sure, as yeah. Iron Man no no, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about new characters. Yeah, give me right? a squirrel girl. Sure, yeah, and you know they did try that. They did. They did. They did. And, uh, <laughs> um, in fact, they've got pretty far in the production of that, and I wish they would have done it. <laughs> but do you do you feel like now with with you know 47 TV shows, a new movie every two to three months, and you have movies like uh, like what is it, Morbius, uh, Eternals? You have movies that are just irrelevant. Feel I wouldn't say irrelevant. They feel irrelevant, right? They feel um, just. And, and well, Morbius is literally disconnected from that universe, but yes. Eternals just feels like it happened and then it was gone. And it, you have so many. I feel like. I feel like we're, we're Disney's running into the same issue they ran into with Star Wars. Yeah, you're giving too many people directions, and you're you are in charge of this. You're in charge of this movie. You're in charge of that movie. Because when you look at Eternals, did you watch Eternals? I did. So you had Eternals happen. Yeah. You had a celestial, a celestial just big up there in the sky. But you oh, had, and, you had one come out of Earth, right? Yeah. Um, Where were the Avengers? The, yeah, just in the ocean. And and the thing is, is we've had several movies and TV shows since nobody's no, mentioned it. Nothing. So in the comics, they make it Avengers headquarters. Yeah, which I think would be neat, super neat. Um, so I, I feel but, like I feel like not not to not to try to put a, a death wish on the MCU. This is a huge part of my childhood, huge part of my my young adult. Um, but I think either a break or yeah. um, I think the moment that we watched Loki, loved Loki, thought the show was great, thought it was a fun little thing. The moment we had the multiverse. We sat back and I looked at, you know, uh, was it Alligator Loki, Old Man Loki, Young Loki, um, and I looked at all this and I said, there's nothing stopping them from doing this with every single character until right. one sticks. Right. Here's new Iron Man. You don't like that one? Well, guess what? Iron Man 14's gone. Here's Iron Man from Universe 85. Right. Do you they, like that they one? They could if they felt like it. And I'm wondering how much of this, I mean, obviously they're doing it for money. Of course. Uh, I, mean, I mean, at the end of the day, that is what it is, and is it's it going is. to make money at this point. I mean, it is. I think Black Panther uh, just came out last weekend, and it yeah. was already still. I haven't seen that. St- I haven't seen it either. Um, I'm, and th- honestly, this kind of kind of leads us into our next topic. Um, since COVID, I don't go to the movie theater that often. Yeah, I don't go see a lot of movies anymore. I, I, I and God, popcorn is so cheap at a store. And honestly, honestly, <laughs> and, and you know, going into the shutdown with everything, um, you had movie companies, you had streaming services that that did a service to to people. Oh yeah, they they realized that that you know people were locked in their houses, um, people were quarantined, people were trying not to go anywhere. Um, they had nothing to do, and we had movies and TV shows getting made, so we went to streaming. Um, that's over now. Yeah. But when a movie comes out and you're telling me, you know, for me to take my, my wife and kids and to go get popcorn, it's seventy to a hundred dollars, um, to have a wonderful experience or I could wait three weeks. Right, that's what I'm saying. And that's it's why I'm streaming I in my house. See, that's why I haven't seen Black Panther because I know it's gonna be on Disney Plus. It's gonna be on Disney Plus. And I really wanna see it because I love Namor. Oh I love like and I really I haven't looked up any spoilers. I really hope that it's gonna do them just I've heard that they have. But I really want to see that. Absolutely. And to see how they do with you know with Chadwick Boseman being you know getting tributed in this. Absolutely. I, I really want to see how they do him justice too, and but I don't want to go to the movies. I don't. I, don't I love to movie theaters. Yep. But going and you know my my daughter's not going to want to walk in there without snacks. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And and the thing is is and you know I don't know how where everyone's listening from uh, and how much that you all can relate to this. The nearest movie theater for us, the one that's in town, I would say is not the best quality. No. no. Our our town is so tiny. Yes. And and the theaters the screens aren't huge, the seats aren't comfortable and the floor is sticky. The floor is sticky. <laughs> um the sound quality is not the best and they didn't soundproof it that well or at least they didn't for I guess whenever they built it and they they soundproofed it back then, they didn't anticipate how loud movies were going to get and how much depth and bass um, especially with people like J.J. Abrams out there just blowing up everything. Blah. <laughs> so, so you go and you sit in a movie theater, and and time after time, there's this you know um, very sentimental scene. It's quiet. It's beautiful, 
And then next door, and it's shaking the theater. And every trailer plays that noise <laughs> yes, now. Yes. So every five, you know, th- three to five minutes, you're hearing from next door. Absolutely. And now there are better theaters. Uh, you know, you have to drive out. But then again, and I, one, I would say I've become spoiled due to having. Um, you know, limitless entertainment at my fingertips. When's the last time on a release day you went out and bought a DVD? Oh Lord, I haven't. Right, in a long time. Right. When's the last time you you went and say you know DVDs? You know, you can get a regular DVD on a new release, usually nineteen dollars. But if you get the Blu-ray, the DVD, right. the digital, the copy that we always used to get, yeah. you know, get a little collector's item, thirty-nine to forty-five dollars. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little anecdote. You're gonna love this. I love anecdotes. How long ago did you let me borrow the Green Knight on DVD? The week it released. That was like a year or two ago, wasn't it? Hold on, hold on. Look up the release date on that. Uh, Phenomenal phenomenal movie, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to assume you didn't... uh... I still haven't even opened it, because (laughs) when I'm on my couch, and I have thousands... July 30th, 2021. So you're a year and a half. Thousands of choices that I can go to with my remote... And Absolutely. I I'm I've I'm done working. I go home. It's movie time. Absolutely. And they're like, I look over at the Green Knight, which is sitting on my entertainment stand, and I go, ugh. <laughs> and I walk over there and right. Put it in my PlayStation and absolutely. Oh no, I don't want to do that. Absolutely. Now I will say the same thing. Um, now I, with with our line of work, I, I you know we work retail. We get to see these movies. I you know I build these giant cardboard displays um, for whatever that the, you know that week's movie release is. Um, and I literally I sit back and I go thirty dollars. Oof, thirty dollars for me to have a disc. I don't use discs on almost anything anymore. And it's sad because I remember when VHS was that way. Yeah. I remember the times of Blockbuster. I remember the times of renting movies. I remember when Redbox first came out. Oh, uh, that was that was like, oh my god, this is magic. Yeah. And we I I watched Redbox release and said, This is fantastic. And then I where I lived at there was a Blockbuster right by my house and I'd walk past it to get to Redbox. And I would sit there and I would just think about it. And I'd watch Now it's a gym, but it still has a big blockbuster ticket <laughs> sign. Nice. They never took it down. Your ticket, the swollness. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but I remember I remember Netflix. Um, I remember you know, just being able to, to click on what do you want to watch. And it was thousands. Thousands of just everything. Everything. Everything was there. Um, and so I've become very spoiled to that where I don't buy, I don't buy DVDs anymore. Um, I used to. Um, I used to want the collector's editions, the one with the right. same. And now I, I watch, you know, Halloween just uh, just uh, ended. I'm a huge oh, horror it fan. ended. It ended. <laughs> <laughs> Evil dies tonight. Evil died tonight. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're big horror fans. And I remember uh, years ago when they would re-release the same movie, same exact horror movie, but they would change the cover. Oh, was, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd buy all of them. Cause Friday I the 13th is the biggest thing for me. Like, some of these covers are like, oh, man, that cover is cool. I have, like, ten copies of... <laughs> <laughs> the same, same movie. They don't even give us. There's no director's yeah, cut. The first, especially the first four. Yeah. A movie. I have so many copies of those movies that are just same movie. Absolutely. Yeah. I was that way with uh, with Stephen King stuff. Um, I've got several movies on that shelf that literally they just sit there because I have them streaming somewhere else. Right. And it, and it really it's sad to think that I'll lay in bed and I'll grab my PlayStation controller and. You know, I've got thousands of movies at the house on disc, and I'll look and I'll just, it, it tires me to think to get up and go to these binders and dig through and then, you know, put it in the PlayStation. Yeah. It's, why? Why go through all that? Search it. Search bar. Search bar. So, and, then, and I I will say I, I understand the repercussions of my actions because I understand that now uh, what we're seeing is we're seeing movies that, aren't making as much money in the box office yeah because of people like us exactly and And sometimes i worry is it going to take something away from us because like my when i remember going to see um star wars episode three that was a thing oh midnight release oh that was a thing people in cloaks with lights yeah we were it was a good time it was packed there was 20 people working the counter at the movie theater sure now you walk in midnight release or something or that you know 
day one of a movie, there's one teenager leaning on the counter. Place is dead. Absolutely, and it. <laughs> you know, being an uh, you know born in the late '80s and and being raised in malls during the '90s, early 2000s, when movie theaters were those bright pastel colors, neon yeah. lights everywhere. They haven't changed. Lit floors. Yeah, they haven't changed. They look. No. They they are literally. You go to the mall and you go to our movie theater that's nearest to us, um, and it looks. Like it's just taken right out, right, right. out of the nineties. Yeah. They, they hadn't even upgraded anything. Well, that might also be a problem with our, or the region we live in. That, that's very <laughs> true. That's very true. Everyone else listening to this is like, we have recliners and fancy seats. They have a restaurant in their movie right. theater. We get stale popcorn. Um, they always like every time I go there and I get popcorn. They they ask me the same stupid question. You want butter? It's popcorn at a movie <laughs> theater. I want a heart attack. Yeah, like like soak that. Can I sucker. get the nacho cheese in there too? <laughs> just keep adding it to. Don't it. even hand me the Skittles box. Pour it in the box. Just just do it. Just just do it. Make me regret this. So and I mean, but also I remember when it was a uh, when going to the movies was a big thing for friends. Like we would all yeah. get together and and uh, we'd all go see a movie together. I think the last time I did that was with you. We went and saw we saw Halloween uh, Kills. Halloween Kills. When evil died tonight. Evil dies tonight. Um. And uh, I remember it was we, we talked about it going you know for mm-hmm. a few days excited about it and that kind of sparked um, I will say I am I am planning to go see Avatar um, yeah December opening 16th. day uh, no no no, no. I, that, well ha, ha, going on opening day of Halloween really killed it because that was the most miserable yes movie experience I ever had yes um, I've, I've in, in my old age in my seniority now yeah, I sit back and I go you know I'm paying $70 I don't want to hear stop somebody. clapping yeah, like, I'm watching the movie or hear <laughs> or god forbid a phone call I think phone etiquette has, has changed a lot in movies for sure um, but no I won't go see it opening day um, and I've gotten really good of just ignoring social media so spoilers aren't really I, one I don't mind spoilers um, I, you can spoil the movie for me. You could say, um, you know, uh, what was his name? Was it Jake? Oh, Jake Sully is what they called him. Jake Sully. Yeah. And then you could tell he could die halfway through, and we get a whole new cast, and it's his right. great grandchildren. Um, you wouldn't be bothered if someone told you that. Wouldn't be bothered at all. I'm here for the graphics for this movie. Right. Um, That's the thing, man. I, we might argue about this. I didn't like Avatar. But I was also a child when it came out. So, and I mean, and it's Avatar's a remake. Uh, was it Dances with Dances Wolves? Wolves um, yeah. But it blue people were real, right? For yeah. a minute. And when you, I remember when they said we're making two more, and I was like, why? What <laughs> story could you tell? I thought they were lying about that until you know yeah, this year. Until <laughs> <laughs> they released the trailer, yeah. They said, hey, by the way, you're like. Like no, you're you're not making another one. But, but why? The tree's gone. Yeah. The home tree's gone. Um, they. Well, flew... I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll time. find out. Um. So no, I. And that, that's what I wonder. I you know I wonder with them trying to release so much of the MCU and all these TV shows and spinoffs if they're doing it just for the sake of you know hey, you know movie ticket sales are down so we keep pump them out keep the Disney Plus because um, I mean just just in the past few years. Um, we had, <clears throat> we had, was it um, uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, um, which... Eh. I liked it, I, I, but mostly because Sam Raimi did some visual things that were just top-notch. Now, I liked... I didn't hate it. Um, I liked it for, for you know, eh, it was it was okay. The moment that they said, we're going into the multiverse, we're going to see some weird things... I thought we were going to see some weird they did things. Not, they did not show us enough weird stuff no. in that movie. We just saw them shuffling through, and then after that, we found another universe that's almost identical. Right. A little <laughs> more futuristic, maybe. A little, little more futuristic. Oh, and by the way, it's got some of the X-Men cast that are in your universe as X-Men. Yeah. Um, so seeing that, I wanted to see you know T-Rex Spider-Man. Um, yeah. I, wanted to yeah. see, I wanted to see some weird stuff. It's a right. multiverse. Um, I want to see talking... Well, you know what? Actually, have you seen everything everywhere all at once? I have not. Now I... that's what—that's weird multiverse yeah. stuff. That is top-notch multi. Like they go to the full extent of what a multiverse should look like in a movie. That's you—you you need to watch. I, that. I will have to watch because that's what I wanted. Um, seeing Wanda go go you know into more of a, a horror darker side yeah. of Scarlet Witch was fun. Um, honestly, 
when it comes to magic, I'm, I'm very particular with magic, um, especially now seeing it on the big screen, seeing it in the multiverse of madness. Um, you know, you had her acting was wide eyed and hold my hands out in front of me. Yeah, that's it. That's all. And, and when you really think about it, you've got you know you've got characters she like she moved good. She moved with her hands out in front of us yeah. and her eyes wide. But when you think about Black Widow, right, flipping around all over the place for sure. Um, Captain America throwing his shield. Thor, Chris Evans, um, or Chris Hemsworth, uh, you know, hitting people with a hammer, pulling light. You had you had these extravagant movements, right. and then you have Scarlet Witch, just whooshy, whooshy. <laughs> and then to fight Scarlet Witch, you have Doctor Strange. She trained hard for that. I'm not even kidding. She she went to movement classes and. <laughs> I remember watching Harry Potter and they had combat wand specialists teaching them how to fight I, with wands. Yeah, and I was I, like, how do you get that job? Uh, yeah, how, who decides? <laughs> I'm defending Elizabeth Olsen because I just... A hardcore celebrity crush on her. Absolutely. I want nothing but the best for her. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm going to bring in Cumberbatch as well, and I'm a huge Cumberbatch fan. Yeah. Um, uh, watching him play Smog, watching him when COVID first hit, they released, uh, I'll never forget, uh, was the big theater in England released their full plays. Yeah. Uh, every oh, with the Frankenstein. Frankenstein. So they released it on Wednesday nights uh, on YouTube for free to stream. And you got the full three hours, but for Frank- Frankenstein, um, they did both of them. So right. in one, Cumberbatch was the monster, and yeah. then the next, he was Dr. Victor Von Frankenstein. Um, and I remember watching it and watching him birth as the monster. Just him flailing around, drooling on himself yeah. in a skin suit. Yeah, that guy acts. That guy acts. <laughs> but, and so you have, you have, uh, 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 you have Scarlet Witch over there, wooshy fighting yeah. style. And who's her, who's her main combatant? Doctor Strange. Strange. Wooshy fighting styles. It was just a bunch of wooshy. Yeah. Um, now, of course, seeing the what if come, you know, zombie uh, doctor. Now, that was good content. That was great content. I wanted a lot more of that. Yeah. Well, um, we're getting it. We're getting it. We're getting it. We're getting it. Um, very, very excited for that. Um, now, again, I haven't watched half the shows. Um, I watched, uh, what was it, uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. I liked that show. Um, Should have li- been a movie. But... Should have been a movie. Could have been a movie. Um, watching Captain America, the new Captain America, behead somebody with a shield. Oh, um, new U.S. agent. Yes, don't be new Captain America, is Sam Wilson. Now it is, but at yeah, the time, at the time he was Captain America. At the time, at the time he was Captain America, um, acting as a representation, a representation of America, you know, right. freedom by beheading people from our home state, <laughs> from our home state of Georgia from our home state represented by decapitating yes. people um so i watched that loved that watched loki loved that um and then wandavision didn't, didn't, didn't i love wandavision i did and uh, once again i'm on her side no <laughs> um i really like it was creepy and weird and you didn't know what was going on and it kept me coming back i really liked it odd that the vision wasn't in multiverse of madness the white vision i thought that was kind of strange but yeah um so i didn't i, I know the premise um i know that especially if you make it past like episode three episode four Wait, have you not real... finished it no what no i couldn't get, you gotta finish it couldn't get past the the sitcom um oh it's it's good I, and i will so i will finish it but then um loki's better loki i watched loki loved it um there's so many shows um watched what if loved it didn't watch um what is it moon knight you didn't watch moon knight i haven't watched moon knight yet moon knight's pretty good i love moon knight as a character he's yes. insane um, um and they, they play that up a good little bit i hope we get more yeah i hope the werewolf by night i'm about to say you you mentioned you mentioned man thing i i, I, was I want the director of werewolf by night God, i can't remember his name we need to pull up his name because I want, I want to mention him by name. I don't want to sell him short. Because he did. I want him to be in charge of Moon Knight, in charge of Blade. Heck, give him Doctor Strange too. I want, I want that. Not like my favorite part about Marvel when I was coming up, when I wasn't in the mood for big, powerful superheroes brawling, was the dark side of it. You know what I mean? And um, now I'm going to absolutely butcher. Then let name. me do it. His. His name is Michael Giacchino. 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 Yeah, that's Absolutely. we probably said that wrong. Um, I apologize, Michael. Sorry, I'm sure you're li- I know you're listening. We're, of course, yeah. he's listening. Why he's, wouldn't he? Yeah, he's he's wanting to know what our take is on the movie. Yeah. So I loved 
Werewolf by Night. Um, I watched it on a whim. I started yeah. watching it while I was doing laundry. It was so I just turned it on. They you said, didn't hey. finish your laundry, did you? No, I sat <laughs> down. Well, because so I'm, one, it brought me back to black and white films. Yeah, love that era. Loved the, the loved the feel of it. But the then, 30s and 40s horror is just the atmosphere completely and, different. And I didn't think you could do it. And that's uh, with digital media. And my God, you can. They did. And that's for me. That's what. That's what. I realized was missing was there was a soul behind that film it, it was you felt yeah. something when they opened up the casket and started turning the, the, yeah. the clock and yeah. the dudes over there pivoting I was like Disney good job For you sure. did it it was incredible man thing was fantastic but then we go werewolf in my, in my mind I'm going are we going underworld are we going with these lichens are we going like this big thing dude in a fursuit dude in a fursuit and I, I, I watched that and I was like this is this is all I've ever wanted. Jack Russell. Yeah, this is this is it. This is what I need. Um, this brought me back to Universal Monsters. This brought yes, me back yes. to, and I mean, I feared him. He's throwing people yeah, around. Yeah, he's and, scary. You don't want to be in that room. You'll die. And of course, there, you know, everything red still showed up in the black and white. Exactly. Mwah, yep. mwah. Loved it. Loved everything about it. Man, thing looked great. Um, I think his name is Ted. Yep, Ted. Yep. Um, what was he? And, he you know, let those who know fear burn at the touch of the man thing. Yes. Oh. Watching him just touch, just wreck God, that was wonderful. Wonder. And then they're hanging out huge. afterwards. Yeah, I love man thing. I love all the swamp creatures. The heap. That's a that's a um, deep cut for any comic book fans is the heap. Absolutely. I'm going to throw that out there to get my street cred. <laughs> we, yes, we have red comics. We have long boxes <laughs> behind us. <laughs> So right, we're back. We had to take us a quick little bathroom break. I'm not as uh, young as I used to be, um, but so we were talking about uh, the the up and coming fantasy. Um, you know, just a few years ago, or I say just a few years ago. Now it's probably been closer to twenty. I remember when Twilight took over, and it hasn't been twenty years since Twilight. Please, no. I think it's been fifteen. Oh, uh, that's still too long. <laughs> when did? When did Twilight? I think it was my freshman year in high school. That was 15 years ago. 2005. So we're coming up on 18. Years. Hey. So, but so I but I remember. Um, I remember when Twilight came out and everything was vampires. Yeah. Everything books. You went to the bookstore. Everything had a black glossy cover with you know a fruit or a hand. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I remember very intimate blood. Yes, very intimate blood. Um, and then I remember you know everything. Everything went vampires. Werewolves. Intimate blood is the name of my band. Anyway, <laughs> in high school, the name of my band was Wall Baloney. We nice. didn't. We didn't. We didn't release an album. Probably <laughs> for the better. We were, um, but so I remember. I remember when that when that took over. Do you feel like? Um, like fantasy, sci-fi fantasy. Oh, it's coming back hard. It's it's it, it is. I think it's the thing right now. And sci-fi and fantasy. I mean, it's always been the thing that people really drew crowds. Especially if you look at the fifties through the eighties. Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, it, it drew the big crowds when it came to movies and stuff. And then for a while there, we had. Vampires and zombies, <laughs> right? Right around two thousand and five, which yeah. I mean, you had Walking Dead, which yeah. again for our area, Walking Dead's filmed. I mean, down the street from us. Yeah, it was very good for our local economy. Yeah, I mean, Nick and Norman's is a restaurant. Yeah, um, I, I've ran into some of the cast members. Uh, I remember early on in the show, T Dog used to come to our the subway I worked near, um, and was there all the time just buying sandwiches. Wow, and he's a super nice guy, super nice guy. Um, but no, so and I mean we're we're watching. I remember, you know, it was several years now with the uh, the redo of Star Trek. Yeah, movies looked great, very shiny. I, mean, I <laughs> love I love shiny. Um, you know, we had, we had a new Spock. We it was which to me Star Trek was you know a little mm -hmm. more dorky. I, I enjoyed watching it. I was a next generation kind of guy. Right. Captain Jean Luc Picard was my captain, um, and then I mean that was my first love interest, Seven of Nine. Um, I remember being a kid and she came on on the scene and I said, whoa, who's this? Um, but now I would even say we're seeing, you know, you know, we, we talked about man thing. We're seeing like they, they're going, they're digging a little deeper. Um, you know, the Witcher, that, that's not commonplace. No, well, the video games made it popular, but 
the stories they're telling from those books, that's pretty niche fantasy there. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, I have no doubt. I don't know who owns the rights to if Brandon Sanderson wants to make movies. Oh my goodness, big Brandon Sanderson fan. Um, he, you know, he does. Uh, he teaches like once every three years. Yeah. And like the lessons are free to watch online, and guy's hilarious. But um, but people people know his name now that I never would have thought absolutely would utter the name Brandon Sanderson. Absolutely, they haven't gotten to the fact to the fact like you know he finished the Wheel of Time. Um, they haven't gotten that far into, it, but he's he's coming around. Um, and now you know we have we have a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah, so Dungeons and Dragons came uh, is is here now. It's it's part of it's it's a mainstream thing now. I Absolutely. would say. Um, we're seeing it on shirts. We're seeing D20s yeah. on the back of people's vehicles. For sure. Um, people aren't uh, playing in basements scared to see the light of day anymore. Well, like I, when I was a kid. No, I will say I, people are still playing in basements. I mean, yeah, but the basements are very nice now. They're usually finished basements. Absolutely. Um, and people have... We don't have know, cardboard wizard hats anymore. And, and I can talk about my campaign with people and they seem entertained instead of going, okay, so you're rolling dice? Yeah, what? <laughs> What is but, this for? But, uh, I, you know, you got to give credit to, um, like, people like Acquisitions Incorporated and Critical Role and um, the show Community. <laughs> absolutely. Community, Critical. I remember when I first found Critical Role, um, it was actually overwhelming. It was near the end of their first campaign. Oh, man. And so... A lot going on there. A lot going on. Loved it. And then I went back. Um, I was off a week. And I was like, you know what? Let me go back and listen to some of the... You know, how old is this? And it's, you know, we're on episode 143. Right. And they're all an hour to two hours long. And I was like, I don't have that kind of time. So I just... I gave up. Now, giving credit for, for D&Ds come up and... Um, or come back into, I, I would say, popularity... Um, how much credit, honestly, do you think would have to go to shows like Stranger Things? Oh, yeah, no. Stranger Things probably brought it back in a weird way. Um, because it's, it's such a huge part of the show. Absolutely. Um, uh, because all the villains are named after D&D monsters. And my daughter, you know, she knows Vecna as a villain in Stranger Things. Not as this, you know, evil lich that's... I mean, she does know him as a lich now because I schooled her on it. <laughs> we had a, had a great, we got to raise the children right. You can't just yeah, I was, go around I was getting things. a little annoyed, but that's just me being the um actually guy to her. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You, you, you drop her with the... I, yeah, she's old enough now that I go, um, actually? <laughs> um, Vecna is a lich from D&D. And, uh, yeah, it's, See, I refuse to be that. She doesn't care. No, I mean, just, no. I refuse to be the um actually, um, but I am the did you know. So, oh, yeah. So I'm yeah. The, I'll, I'll jump into conversations. Well, did you know that what you're talking about actually happened? Oh, so I am the actually yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, I just predicate yeah, mine with exactly. did you know. You just uh, think you're better than yeah, me. I just think <laughs> I'm having a, a, a come to Jesus meeting with myself. I'm uh, that guy. Uh, um, so I remember, uh, you know, raised in the 90s, we, my family wasn't overly religious um, so I, I played Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Um, I played uh, played some Dungeons and Dragons. I realized uh, when I grew up, you know, I've got all my books over there in the corner. Um, when I grew up, uh, I was raised on military bases, so people would would move, and when you would move, especially from Europe to the U.S., you couldn't bring everything, um, and a lot of your stuff got moved via shipping container. Yeah. So it wasn't you're going to get stateside. Here's your stuff. It's you're going to get stateside in three to six months. When the boat gets here, yeah, when and then the boat gets here, we'll unload if your it's stuff. It's not lost. Absolutely, absolutely. So I remember, uh, I remember where I was um, in Ansbach Middle School. Um, I was standing uh, back where the wrestling mats were, uh, near where the gym was, is where the nerds met. Ironically, we met where you know our bullying was most prominent. Yeah. Um, and I remember one of my friends said, "Hey, I just found out I'm, I'm going back stateside." It was the middle of school year. Um, and we were like, oh no, like, you know, one of the, one of the fellowship is yeah. you know, gone. Legolas is just out. Like he's just, he's just gone. <laughs> um, and he was like, yeah, my parents said we can, you know, we got to watch what we pack. So I can't take some of my nerd stuff. And he looked at me and he's like, you want, you want my stuff like 20 bucks. And I was like, bet. Um, great. Again, this is the nineties. So 20 bucks was a lot to come by. Yeah. Um, but I, I got a shoebox full <laughs> of Magic the Gathering. Um, I got third edition Dungeons Master or Dungeons Guide, Player's Handbook, and Monster Manual, and I got a pirate bag full of dice. 
20 uh, bucks 20 bucks nice so yeah That's... i still have i still have all yeah. of them um but i remember that that i didn't get to play nearly that much but i referenced as a fantasy fan i referenced those manuals all the time when when i would read about monsters and i'd be like you know they have nothing to do with dungeons and dragons but what is a demogorgon what is this stuff right um and i would see you know of course that gives me specs on what they roll yeah but i would read the lore you get, of a, little, this. You get a good dose of lore in those books absolutely absolutely um as as a lifetime nerd you consider yourself a lifetime nerd i guess i, should, I don't want to no i used to be very cool until, <laughs> no yes I'm a, I'm a lifetime nerd Absolutely. Uh, somebody made a reference the other day. They were like, you know, you know, kids nowadays, you know, there's a chance they get pregnant in high school and stuff like that. And they're like, aren't you glad that you weren't raised in this time? And I was like, it doesn't matter what time. The chances of me getting a female of my species. Yeah, that's... The chances of me touching a female of my species when I was in high school, slim to none. It was pretty rough. Yeah. It was slim pickings. And it wasn't the time frame that did it to me. It was me that did it to me. Um but uh, our wives, who are female, are in the other room laughing, and now I you know look back. If older me could look talk to younger me, get hold on, buddy, Try to chill out. Yeah. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be fine. You're you're gonna get you're gonna get to talk to a lady one day. Um, but seeing something that you've loved your entire life, um, you know, we've comic books, um, Dungeons and Dragons, seeing this stuff come full circle, and remembering being young Nick closing your eyes and envisioning dragons and envisioning you know these things what it would look like now that you see it is it surreal um do you love it do you hate it what what are your feelings towards it oh so it's it's really odd because when I'm there and it's happening in front of me like it's surprising me I'm sitting there going oh my god (laughs) I was like what this is real am I awake like this isn't real and then it's happening. Like a Super Mario Brothers movie. Right? We're going to suit with Chris Pratt. Yeah. Um, I was, when I saw the train, I saw Bowser melting that cow. I was like, oh my god. I was like, whoa. Jack Black as yeah. Bowser. Yeah. Um, so moments like that. And, you know, talking about MCU again. That just MCU's too prevalent in our society. <laughs> We've gone back to it. But, you know, when I, when, when you know, freaking... When the blue marble flies onto screen one day, I'm like, "What the? What is he doing here?" <laughs> Absolutely, that's kind of a new. But you know, that's that's. But when I go back, the I get this big swell of endorphins when I'm seeing it. And then when I'm at home watching it, I'm like, "Okay, is this is this good?" Then I have to sit and think about it. Sometimes I think I just need to let myself enjoy it for oh, what it is. Oh, you become a Puritan almost, where yeah. this is not actually... Exactly, <laughs> and I'm trying to be, not be that, because it's annoying. I know my wife gets tired of it. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's... Because I was like, what do you think about that? She goes, yeah, it's pretty good. And I'm like, God, I wish I could do that. <laughs> well, and we, we, when we talk with people who, who didn't grow up as, as nerdy... Um, sure, yeah. People who, who who had sports and friends and social lives, mm-hmm. yeah, they were exposed to. I had I had that that friend uh, that I call him dual citizenship. Um, he was a jock and had girlfriends. And, yeah, but then he read comics, and so we would talk, and it was it was like seeing a unicorn. It was like <laughs> how how are, how are you doing this? I, I I had a pocket protector as a kid because pen ink in my pocket was was a, was a real. Are you risk. serious? Yes, yes. That's insane. Yes. Um, I carry around a briefcase now, and my job does not require me to have a briefcase. But it's so nice to have all my yeah, pens and writing. Yeah, you do carry a briefcase. I carry a briefcase. Um, but for people who were exposed to so many different things, um, you know, I, people who who saw Star Wars occasionally, and it wasn't, um, it wasn't almost a religion to them. It was nerdism was was big. I think that they can enjoy it because yes, it was a part of their childhood, but it wasn't their childhood. Right. It, it, like every look, listen. I understand fully that everyone on this planet. I don't want to be a an elitist. Everyone on this planet basically enjoys Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. But those people aren't going to talk to you about what the wills are and what no, you know, no. And, you know and, and who Aval um. 
the mother is and the you know the trio the mother the yeah the father the sister and the brother but who the mother is and what she meant after you know um empire i understand that anyone can enjoy this stuff yes but on what deep you know sometimes it can it can be weird seeing something that you enjoy on such a deep level being enjoyed so superficially absolutely but the superficial enjoyment isn't any less valid than our enjoyment of it no and and honestly it's because of the superficial enjoyment that those are the people that buy movie tickets yeah that's what we get that's how we can get more of this stuff is because of the super exactly yeah so it's it's a bittersweet thing because i I do the same thing when when things from my childhood um resurface it brings back nostalgia but then it's almost like a you're messing with my memories like those are mine right those are my i played with a lightsaber that was a stick outside i i remember this and i feel like i'm almost like you know you're you're handing over a Fabergé egg, or you're handing over your, your child, right. and you're like, please don't drop it. Just and that's why I got so upset about the sequel trilogy. Oh man, oh. I feel like that whoever handled that did not realize what they had. I so I'm a in my realm of, of nerdism. Star Wars is very special to me, um, and I think we're we're getting ready to end this this episode here. Uh, and we'll start the next episode uh, jumping right into this topic. So please tune in. Um, please, please love us. Um, I remember you know, growing up overseas, we didn't have TV. Um, it wasn't an option. Um, we, you know, this is pre-internet. Um, and we lived off base. Um, so we lived in small uh, farming villages, very remote, very, very isolated, very unique experience. Um, enjoyed it. Very, very thankful for it. Very thankful for the, the privilege to have lived that life. Um, so not having TV, what would happen was my family stateside would record TV shows or movies that would air on TV and on VHS. They'd have the little VHS recorder. You pop the tape and hit yeah, record. Yeah. And they would ship that to us. Oh. So, And for whatever reason, and I, I, I attribute a lot of my, my mentality to this, is they continuously recorded Home Improvement. So I got every week's episode of, 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 uh, of Tim Allen... Uh, tool time I got all that yeah. um, didn't get any didn't get any Star Trek next gen that often that was very rare that that some because they didn't watch that you know these were older older people that weren't big into the sci-fi channel when I found out that we had our own channel yeah oh my goodness it was mind-blowing um, but I remember as a young child my dad sitting down with me and he pulled out the uh, it wasn't the golden black one that had Darth Vader's helmet on it, and it wasn't the blue one black one that had the Stormtrooper, but it was the, the black cover of the three-pack of VHS of mm-hmm. Star Wars 4, 5, and 6 um, before they really digitally remastered. Right. It was still closer to the original thing. Um, and I remember my dad sitting down with me. My mom and my sister were out at a store doing something, and uh, uh, we closed the blinds, and he put in New Hope. And he looked at me. We had a you know, very, very touching moment where he was like, this is very important to me. Yeah, and my dad is is my dad is a nerd stuck in the seventies. Yeah, anything new? Ah, it's new. I don't like it. <laughs> it's there's only one Star Wars, and it's New Hope. Uh, I don't even like the ones after that. Um, he's very stuck in the seventies for it. But we sat down, we watched New Hope, and I had already been exposed to graphics. 30 years past. Right. I'd been exposed to 90s graphics, but I hadn't been exposed to that kind of storytelling. Right. And so Star Wars was ingrained and I was indoctrinated. Eyelids ripped open. You're forced to watch Star Wars. Um, and then I remember him taking me to the midnight release of episode one, Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. And I didn't hate Jar Jar. Right. In the you moment. I was, a kid. I was a child. Uh, Jar Jar. It was a Jar Jar. I used to love Jar Jar. <laughs> um, but I, I remember seeing Darth Maul the first time. My God, that was cool. And then I remember Duel of the Fates playing. Yeah. I, of course, as a child, I didn't know. But uh, as everybody runs around them and Darth Maul lets them run right past him, he's just eyes. And he knows what he's after. It's Absolutely. the coolest thing I've ever seen. Lightsaber <laughs> came out of both sides. Yeah. I, I was freaking out. I was wiggling in my chair. Absolutely. Uh, Just the hands in the air. He's got two I was, I was six years old. And I was sitting there yeah. like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. And I just, I see the holla as yeah. everyone's fighting. There's nothing like that in new Star Wars. No, no. But then I remember, 
I remember watching Anakin for the first time. Yeah. And watching Child Anakin, no clue. No clue what was going on. Oh, you there. didn't know? I didn't know. I didn't put it I was a child. I didn't you didn't put, put it together. Put what? Together. I knew. I was, I was sitting there like, whoa, whoa. Episode two. That's when you realized? That's when I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And I'm over there connecting red strings you thought this in my was room. cool kid. It's like, back then he wasn't even cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he was, was just, just kind of... Some <laughs> pod racer kid. Yeah. He, was, yeah. He, he could use the force by racing pods. That was it. <laughs> like, he wasn't doing anything. <laughs> he wasn't doing yeah. anything. So to me, as a kid, I'm over here watching Obi-Wan. Right. I'm watching Qui-Gon. I got sure. Mace Windu now. Like, I've got Jedi. And being raised on, on four, five, and six, and, and for younger generations now that come into seven seasons of the Clone Wars, three seasons yeah, of the Yeah, you were Batch, deprived of Force you users. You didn't have Force users. There was three. Um, and waving hands was the best. He's on yeah. the droids you're looking for. Yeah. That was the best we got. Um, so I remember watching episode one and episode two and then getting into three. And, and, and you know, by the time three came around, I was fully aware of what was happening. Um and I'm watching it with tear-filled eyes. Yeah. Um, and then my heart's going, you know, he's got to be evil, but I love him. And then, Master Anakin, what do we do? And he just starts tearing through chill yeah. younglings. And I remember my heart breaking, and I'm watching Obi-Wan. You are that chosen one. And I'm just crying, and I'm like, you were supposed to bring balance to the <laughs> Force. Um that's not at all in the pre or in the uh, sequel trilogy. Nah. There's none of that. We nah. get uh, uh, we get. They looked at that or the the um, the prequel trilogy and they said we want to take um, an energy from this. We want to what can be our our big theme? And they chose the theme of Anakin saying, "I hate sand." <sighs> and they're like, "That's that's what we want to portray." We need a gambling planet, and we need uh, none of it to make sense. And we're going to create these new maneuvers that you can go uh, and blow up dreadnought ships. Right. You thought the the uh, uh, what was it Star Destroyer was cool or Death Star was cool? You remember, when they, dropped, you remember when they dropped bombs in space? <laughs> the, the thing opened up. Yeah. And the bombs, and they dropped. Yeah. And they went down. I don't know. I feel like people have talked about this. Hating on the sequels is um is is old news now. It's a rite of it's a rite of passage. But do you remember what what our fathers and people older than us yeah, did when the prequels they came hated in? Those they hated the prequels. They hated Darth Maul. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Well, he's an awesome now. He's way more awesome now. Oh, now that he actually talks and we yeah. have a backstory and his brother was it Savage? Yeah. A Savage yeah. Opress, I think yeah. his name was Savage a, Oppression. Yeah. That was all aw- He killed a Jedi with his head. He yeah. put a Jedi through the horns on his head. Yeah, it's, it's way cool. That's what Star Wars is about, is cool stuff. And it, honestly, when it comes down to it, is that that is what we all want. We just want cool stuff. We just want cool stuff. We, just want, we want flashy lights. And, and it's not want, hard to make cool stuff. It's not hard to make, so J. I don't J. know J. how Abrams they dropped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, because J.J. Abrams... This is going to get us into something because J.J. Abrams cares about surprising people. Explosion. Oh, you don't you don't know. The problem is this stuff goes on for so long that you never get a satisfying conclusion to the surprise. You never do. No one get Snoke is no one. Snoke is no Snoke one. Snoke is no one. And the the month lost sucked. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. <laughs> it's, it's just, just, people, people are just freaking out right now. He's talking about our childhood. Yeah, I'm sorry, Why, like lost was show, terrible. That's like we don't want surprises. We want lightsabers. I want to know who's good and evil when I start, and it, you know what I mean. And the thing is, when I remember when Snoke came out, so all hope was on Episode Eight. Yeah, or, um, uh, I'm sorry, Episode Seven. When Seven came out, we had Snoke, we have this new Sith, we have this, we have that. And then I find out that the voice of Snoke uh, was, uh, oh my, the guy who played uh, Gollum. Yeah, um, Andy Serkis. Yes. Oh my goodness. By the way, he's an Andor. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about Andor later. So I have all the hope and excitement for it. And then as it went on, it was, look, we have a plot twist. I don't want a plot twist. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't want any more plot. I just want, want to go from point A to point B. Look. Plot twists have their place. Yes. Like Darth Darth Vader being Anakin Skywalker was a good plot twist. Good plot twist. But, but we, we knew who was good and we knew who was evil and we knew... Absolutely. Absolutely. No one was sitting there wondering, who's Darth Vader? Who's the bad guy? No, that he's just Darth Vader. But then he turned out to be someone else. 
Snoke was sitting there. We were sitting there going, man, Who's Snoke? who is this guy? Where did he come from? Because it makes no sense that just some guy shows up so strong in the Force that he can convince a Jedi to turn on every single one of his friends and his family and kill them all. Yes. I'm sorry, you're probably getting a little me, a bit of me beating on a desk, and I'm, but that doesn't make any sense. It, do, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. And, and that is how we all felt. Uh, and we will end it here for this week. Until next time, I have been Nick. And I've also been Nick. But we are not the same Nick, but we are part of the same quantum Nickness that is out there. Thank you, guys. Uh, and we will continue this conversation next time on why we love and also extremely hate Star Wars.